sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Scott Wetzel and Rich Sermonella. to opposite picks actually on sports grid radio we'll get to the full circle here in about an hour or so as yours truly will be filling in as a matter of fact for ben stevens and uh, joe lisi along with rich but first up opposite picks on this uh, friday june 17th yours truly sitting in for the next uh, 60 minutes taking your phone calls 844-843-6879 again that's toll free 844-843-6879 you want to send a tweet it is at opposite picks uh O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E Picks, P-I-C-K-S Email me, go to the website, oppositepicks.com Hit the contact Scott icon And fire away Well, the Warriors are champs Who's winning next year? Uh, who's free to leave? Following in the Sean's footsteps? Really? Uh, another gutless baseball player Another uh, way to put it on Phil Don't make this harder than it has to be Lamar wants his cake and eat it too Failing to make the cut And the cost of doing business with the boys in Vegas We'll get to all those stories, plus your phone calls, pyramid plays, open parlays, and, of course, opposite pixel coming up over the next 60 minutes, the fastest 60 minutes in radio. How about that, my friends? What's going on, LLs, loyal listeners? How are you on this uh, fabulous Friday? Nice little sunny day here on Long Island. Should be a good one. We've not yet hit that heat heat wave that's uh, crushing uh, the Midwest, but I do feel it coming for sure. Heat was on Boston last night, and uh, they wilted. Uh, That's the easiest way to put it, as Golden State wins 103. 390. They are champs for the fourth time in eight years. You know the story. Celtics just didn't uh, they didn't show up. I mean, they didn't show up or just reality has set in. You know, it's kind of like the Ranger Tampa Bay Lightning series. When the Rangers won the first two games and everyone thought, wow, they're going to beat Tampa Bay, two-time defending champs. And they had a 2-0 series, a uh, game lead in game three, right? But ultimately, you know, this is why it's a best of five, uh, or this is why it's not a best of five or a best of three. It is a best of seven because best of seven of Eventually, the better team does emerge. And that's kind of what happened here. As Golden State, you know, they uh, started off slowly last night, but they ended up winning going away. Really never threatened. And quite frankly, after they fell behind in the series two games to one, they never were really threatened. It's, it's probably one of the craziest series uh, design-wise that you could really kind of think of in that team loses in six games. Uh, team loses on its own court as well in the sixth deciding game. Yet that same team really had two chances to win this series. We talked about this yesterday. It's really, you know, when a Celtic fan looks back on it, it's, it's I don't know what they're really going to think. I am a Celtic fan, I, I, but I'm more realistic about this team. I just didn't think they were any good. I didn't think they deserved to be here, to tell you the truth. But, you know, they had a chance to, to win the series, if you will, after they won game one. You win game two on the road. You go up two games to none, win the first two on the road, you can count on one hand. I bet you, without going back and looking, but I, I, I bet you, you can count on one hand how many times that team has not gone on to win the NBA championship. You win the first two on the road and you don't win. First two at home don't win, one thing. First two on the road and don't win, I bet that hasn't happened very often. So the Celtics had a chance to win the series, in essence, by winning game two. They failed. 
They go up two games to one. They got a chance to take a stranglehold in the series, go up 3-1 with game four on their home court, no less. And they don't lose that one either. And again, you could probably count on one hand how many times a season a, a team has been up three games to one and not won the NBA championship. So they had two golden opportunities to win this championship. And yet in the end, they didn't even get to a game seven. Uh, they just fell apart. And then when you really want to look back on it, Celtic fans, listen, you had no business game winning game one, right? You're down 14 uh, heading into the fourth quarter. And somehow or another, you rallied to win that one. Stunk out the joint in game two. Golden State didn't show up for game three, which is really the most inexplicable game that there is out there. So they, they were gift-wrapped a game three win. You couldn't win game four. You, you look awful in game five, embarrassingly bad with the fourth quarter in game five. And uh, you know, you lost basically from start to finish, wire to wire for Golden State in game six. I mean, so what did they really do? They won one game uh, that they completely dominated. They were given a game in game one. Other than that, you know, they had really no business being in the series. And you, really, when you think about it, they wouldn't have beaten Milwaukee. If Chris Middleton was healthy and he played in that series, they wouldn't have won that series. Uh, if Miami was healthy, they were playing out with a couple of guys. Tyler Hero, Butler was injured. Oladipo wasn't completely healthy. There were a lot of guys on that Miami team that was banged up. They wouldn't have beat the Heat. They, they, they were a flawed Eastern Conference champ. Anybody that thinks this is a stepping stone for this team with this group, you're, you're kidding yourself. Uh, the next year, I could see them getting knocked out in the first round. I really could. Very easily. Without that big of a deal. I mean, you think they're going to be better than the Brooklyn Nets? Don't you think the Nets are going to be able to, you know, maybe with Kyrie back now and then one last gasp with this thing? Can't help but think Brooklyn's going to be better. You know Milwaukee's going to be just as good, if not better, uh, with, with a healthy team. You know Miami's going to be just as good, if not better, with a healthy team. So, you know, they're, they're Philadelphia, you figure with the Harden there, if they re-sign him, they're going to be better with a healthy team. There's a lot of clubs in the East that you could say on paper are better than the Boston Celtics. There's no guarantee. And, you know, I was thinking about this as far as, you know, good teams that don't make it back. You know, as a Red Sox fan, uh, you know, that, that 1975 Boston Red Sox team, you know, that nucleus anyway, never made it back. As a Miami Dolphin fan, Dan Marino, second year in the league, goes to the Super Bowl, never made it back. There's a lot of much better teams that never made it back, so it's not a guarantee the Celtics get back there. They, they blew it. They really they had a great chance this year, then they blew it. We'll talk about it next. All the winners coming up. Opposite Pick Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's over. The Golden State Warriors return to a familiar place. They're on top of the NBA world. The fourth title in eight years. The Dubs dynasty is still very much alive. A spectacular finish to another spectacular career for Steph Curry. I think just our level of poise at, at times, you know, throughout this series and um, previous series, you know, myself included, we, you know, taking care of the ball, things like that. Um, but it's easy to, you know, look back and see and say all the things you could have done better. We tried. I know that for a fact. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. 
Well, Mike Breen, uh, ABC there with the call as the Warriors do win, then uh, Jason Tatum afterwards. <clears throat> I can't help but hope, and I say hope, not, not, not think, but hope that we're going to find out that there's something wrong with him because another, another clunker last night. Uh, I, I don't know how you explain how poorly this guy played. Six of 18, 13 points last night. You know, I, I know we've seen him grab his shoulder at times in this series, and, and that's what I mean by I hope there's an excuse for him to be as bad as he was this series. You look at the games, man. Three of 17 in game one. Eight of 19 in game two, not too bad. That was his best game. Although he had 24 of his 28 points in the first half and, and disappeared as he's done basically the entire series in the second half. But you can live with eight of 19. Game three, nine of 23, awful shooting, 39%. Game four, eight of 23, 34%. Game five, uh, 10 of 20, not too bad, 27 points, but insignificant points. And then last night, life on the line, six of 18 for 13 points. He scored 12, 28, 26, 23, 27, 13. Now, on the outset, you may say, well, okay, yeah, two bad games, but those others were pretty good. They really weren't. If you watched him play and you knew what the team needed at the time and he wasn't there, he just he was invisible in the fourth quarter. His shooting percentage was 36% overall. I mean, that's just awful. That, that, that is just awful. Uh, and the oddity is he actually shot 42% from three. So it wasn't even like he was bombing away. His three-point shooting was actually pretty good. Five of nine, four of eight, six of nine, three of nine, one of four last night. I don't get it. I, like I said, I'm hoping that they say, yeah, his shoulder needs surgery. No big deal. He'll be fine for next year. But this is why he, he played like crap versus he just choked. Because that's, in, in my mind, that's what he did. And that's what the Celtics did. And they just, you know, I'm telling you, next, next year, no guarantee. As a Red Sox fan and Boston people should know, obviously Celtics, Red Sox, that 75 Red Sox team, you had rookie Fred Lynn, you had rookie Jim Rice, you had Karya Skremski, Dwight Evans, Carlton Fisk. I mean, they were just low. Rick Burleson, they were loaded. I mean, there's just no way, you know, great World Series against Cincinnati. There's no way this team's not going to come back uh, the next year, the following years, two, three years, whatever down the line, right? Never did. Now, some of those guys were on the 86 team, but that real kind of core, you know, Fisk left. He ran out on the team, and, and that great, 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 great team never got back. Uh, Lynn wasn't on the 86 team. Rice was. Yaz was. Uh, Evans was. But that's it. I mean, they, they never got back. As great as that team and as young as that team was, and we're talking basically no free agency back then, Miami Dolphins, yeah. Dan Marino, second year in the league. The Duper brothers, and they get to the Super Bowl. They lose against San Fran. Wasn't really competitive, but that's okay. We got Marino. Boy, we got the greatest quarterback in the land. It's only his second year in the league. Well, we're going to go back three, four, five more times, right? For sure. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of how many. Never got back. Never got back. So you don't know. And I always point to those two whenever I hear people say, well, don't worry about it. You'll, you'll get back. You'll get another opportunity. No, you know, you don't know when you get another opportunity. Things just go away. So uh, and the other things that I, I took out of this, you know, if you're Steve Curry, he gets his ninth NBA championship, five as a player, four as a coach. I would like to have somebody ask him 
what's the difference? What, 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 you know, the feeling, tell me how better it is as a coach or as a player, you know, uh, in fact, don't even answer the question for him. Just ask him, what's the difference of winning as a coach versus a player? I'd like to hear that answer. And then two, I don't know if he was seriously ever thinking about taking the New York Knicks job, but when he was out there before he grabbed Golden State, he could have had the Knicks job. They were offering the job in Golden State. And uh, supposedly he hemmed it hard and ended up obviously taking Golden State. But I wonder if he was really ever serious about the uh, the Knicks job. Probably not, because he basically said he didn't take it because the Knicks ownership, they didn't know if they were coming or going. Mark Jackson, right? This guy was coach of this team. If he just would have kept his mouth shut, Stop making gay jokes. Stop making fun of people. Stop saying you can faith heal people. You know, he would be Steve Kerr right now. I can't. Every time they win a championship, you, you have to harken back and just say, this could have been you, Mark. This could have been you. Golden State bottoms out. This is the proverbial, it's better to be god-awful than mediocre. Right? When Clay gets hurt and, uh, and uh, Durant leaves and everything, and they were awful for, for two years, they were awful, awful, right? Getting high draft choices. They don't get those high draft choices. You can't make the trade for, for Wiggins. You know, you can't draft Wiseman. You, you can't get yourself set up again with Poole. Uh, if they're mediocre, you know, if they're 500, they get in the first round of the playoffs, they get knocked out. They never have that ability to do that stuff. So it, it's, it's another example of you're better off – being rock bottom, know what you're doing, as Golden State's front office does, be able to draft guys, be able to make some trades, some shrewd trades, and uh, and go from there versus being, you know, like I said, a 500 club and you're never going to go anywhere. And then um, the last thing is I wonder what Kevin Durant is thinking right now. And, and I'm, I shouldn't be surprised because, you know, our, our field is filled with a bunch of bozos. You would have thought somebody, maybe they did. I just didn't hear it. I didn't listen to all the postgame press conferences, but I would have thought that would have been a cut had somebody asked them. But I, I wonder, one, what Kevin Durant is thinking right now. And I wonder, two, you know, if they would have asked, uh, you know, whether it's Steph or Draymond or whoever, you know, especially Draymond. See, he, you know, say what you want about him, but he'll tell you an honest answer. Uh, hey, Draymond, uh, any message? Um, got any message tonight for Kevin Durant? Oh, how couldn't they ask that, right? How couldn't somebody think with the words of war going back and forth, or the war words going back and forth with those two and the team and everything? Um, I mean, it really, it hasn't stopped since he left. You, you tell me nobody thought to ask that question again, especially a Draymond. I don't think Clay would say anything, and I don't think Steph would do anything crazy. And, and Kerr loves Durant, but Draymond, any message for uh, Kevin Durant right now, Draymond, as you have the uh, you know, um, you know, champagne poured over your head. That would be a good answer. And you're telling me ABC couldn't have gotten him as bad. Not that the broadcasts were boring, but they just laid there. There, there, there was nothing special. We, we get spoiled with the TNT broadcast. We do. So it was nothing crazy. You're telling me nobody over there at ABC thought about getting Kevin Durant. This would be the guy, right? Golden State struggling. Hey, Kevin, what are they doing now? What's Steve Kerr telling the players? Bubble, you know, give me some insights. Uh, I mean, he would have been a perfect fit. The guy's a media whore, right? I mean, he's all over the place on social media, uh, whether it's him or his uh, you know, burner accounts. I mean, I can't help but think Durant would have jumped at the opportunity. Yeah, I can be part of this broadcast, I would think. Maybe not. I don't know. But if I'm ABC, and boy, I, I would have been all over Durant to see if he could be part of this broadcast. Then go get a former Celtic player if you want to match it up. Do something like that, you know. But it, 
uh, you know, they don't really think the same way we do. But uh, I can't believe nobody asked them that question. So, Steve Kerr, did you ever really consider taking the Knicks job? How fortunate are you that you guys bottomed out? Mark Jackson, do you feel even worse now? And uh, Kevin Durant, what are you thinking? I don't think Durant regrets it, though. I think Durant knows there was a chance that they were going to be good again. I, I don't think, I think really if you ask Kevin Durant, are you surprised about this and now do you regret it? He may regret it because he just wants to be back there, but I don't think he's regretting it because, wow, I could have won another championship. He knows. If he would have stayed at Golden State, even with the injuries, they, they would have won another championship. So I'd be surprised if he admitted to that, but it would be curious to know what he's thinking right now for sure. How about next year? We'll give you the odds for next year. They're out. Golden State is the favorite. Some free agents, our baseball winners, and all the other things that we do. Opposite picks right here at Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Probably going to stick with us for a while, but like you said, it's a lot of bright spots, and I'm proud of how this team have been resilient all season long from, you know, what people were saying about us a couple months ago to what people were saying about us recently was night and day. Um, and this team had a lot of resilient guys. A lot of guys responded to adversity. It was tough, and we put ourselves in the position um, to be in the NBA Finals. And the future is bright. I always look at adversity as, as opportunities to shape an individual. For whatever reason, it wasn't our time, and that means we still got a lot to learn. Personally, I got a lot to learn. For me, it's always about growth, continuing to get better, continuing to find different ways to lead, and that's what it's about. Um, the future is bright. I'm excited um, to get back next year. I've said it many times. Uh, Steph reminds me so much of Tim Duncan. Obviously, totally different. From players, but from a um, just a, a humanity standpoint, from a talent standpoint, humility, uh, confidence—it's this wonderful combination that just makes everybody want to win for him. I'm obviously thrilled for everyone in in that room. Um, A lot of people had a big hand in this, but I think the thing with with Steph is, um, you know, without him, none of this happens. You know, I'm happy for everybody, but I'm thrilled for Steph. To me, this is his crowning achievement in what's already been an incredible career. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. 844-843-6879. If we have time, we'll get to some phones uh, here on this uh, fabulous Friday. Uh, that is Steve Kerr on, obviously, Steph Curry. And then uh, before that, Jalen Brown of the Boston Celtics talking about how uh, the team is up and coming and this and that. It yep. may be, maybe in your eyes, but uh, in reality, you know, there are flaws with this Celtic team. For That is for sure. They don't have a point guard. Uh, they don't have a center that can stay healthy. They don't have a, really a third score. They have a backup in Marcus Smart who's in their starting lineup and the bench sucks I mean you want you want to know how bad uh, not to harp on this but we're a Celtic organization here so yeah you know the, the Warriors are good what, what else do you need to know all right just Steph Curry is one of the greatest players of all time well what else do you need to know this is about Boston not winning then Golden State winning uh the bench last night for the Celtics get a load of these numbers they had five points Grant Williams, 16 minutes, minus 18, plus-minus rating. That means that when he was on the court, the opposition outscored the Celtics by 18 points in 16 minutes. That's that's a point a minute. Uh, 
Pritchard. This is really remarkable. He played eight minutes. Eight minutes. When he was on the court, the Celtics were outscored in eight minutes by 20. 20. That's over two points. That's two and a half points a minute. That's over a bucket a minute. Derek White on the court for 16 minutes. Outscored uh, when he was on the court, the Celtics, 26 points. He had a minus 26 rating. So the three main guys off the bench for Boston had minus 18, minus 20, and minus 26. <laughs> and uh, one, two, really three, uh, three guys. The other guys played a minute when the game was over. But, uh, you know, you had three guys playing a combined 32, 40 minutes. 40 minutes. And they combined for five points. Five points. That's three quarters of your game. 12, 24, 36. That's three and a half quarters worth of basketball action for three players. And you combine for five stinking points. Two buckets. One three. Actually, one uh, uh, one uh, field goal. And then uh, uh, two field goals and a free throw. Atrocious. Celtics have no bench, no bench whatsoever. When it comes, and, and that's why I said at the beginning when I told you that the, the Warriors were the uh, were the favorite and they should win. Um, it, it, it was crazy to me that people were saying that Boston was the better team. I'm like, what, what team are you watching? I, I, I don't understand. I, how could you possibly say the Boston bench is better than Golden State's? You want to tell me Brown and Tatum were, were as good as uh, Curry and, and Wiggins or Curry and Thompson? All right, you know, you could have that debate, but from that point on, it was all Golden State. Top three players. Golden State top four, top five, top six, top seven. You know, Golden State goes legitimately seven deep. I mean, Boston goes three deep if you want to give me Marcus Smart or Al Horford as half a player. I mean, it just uh, I, I didn't I didn't get it. Just, just, just didn't get it. So and then the other thing, just gonna say it one more time. You know, when you get to a finals game, there are no rules. It's all about the, you know, how to win without cheating, obviously. And the fact that they didn't get into Draymond Green's face after game one, when he had that blow up and everything, he was a double technical foul waiting to happen. You know, I, I hope Boston is proud of themselves that they lost by getting their ass kicked versus showing a little gamemanship, showing a little strategy by sticking, the, you know, one of the worst Celtic players that they have in Draymond's face. He was a double technical foul waiting to happen. He told you so after game one or at game two, whatever it was, that he didn't care. He had his family and kids in the stands. He was more concerned about being a man than he was winning a championship. You stick some bozo in his face, he would have gotten two technical fouls the first three minutes of the game. You wouldn't have to worry about him from that point on. Last night, 12 points, 12 rebounds, eight assists. Damn, you got a triple-double. And you could have got this guy kicked out in the second game. And he would have been kicked out after every single game after that. And then he would have had so many technical fouls, he would have had to miss a third game. Celtics blew it. They blew it. So I, I hope they're proud of themselves because they lost the right way versus actually winning the championship. Amazing. All right, 844-843-6879. Uh, what else do we got here? Free agents. Uh, Kyrie Irving. Now, all these guys all have to opt out of their contracts. but And, uh, you know, you have to sign and trade these guys because, God forbid, they should give up an actual dollar here to go to the team they really want to go to. But you have Kyrie out there. You got Bradley Beal out there. You got Zach Levine out there. Brunson's out there. Uh, Harden's out there. And DeAndre Ayton's out there. Got some big names out there. 
Aiton is definitely gone. Uh, that's the guy I think the Celtics are going to circle. Uh, that, that him in the middle. Now you got the guy in the middle. You kick the ball back out to Brown and Tatum. He's the one that I think would help, and he's the one that uh, you know with Weissman coming back. Think about this for Golden State. They have a top five pick, top three pick, whatever he was, uh, who didn't play this year. James Weissman. As good as the uh, Warriors are, they still have one of the best potential players in the NBA sitting on the bench recovering from an injury. Think about how good they're going to be next year, for goodness sakes. And they are the favorite, oh, by the way, on FanDuel for next season. Uh, not surprised, really. They are, I think they're four and a half to one, right? Uh, plus 460 on FanDuel. Celtics, the next choice, of plus 650. Not really getting monster odds there. Nets are seven to one. Bucks, 750 to one. Clippers, uh, maybe surprisingly enough. Oh, with Kawhi back, maybe. Uh, plus 850. Then Phoenix at plus 950. You got to get into the uh, the next realm where you actually get some decent value. Miami's 15 to 1, 76ers 16 to 1, Denver 17 to 1, Memphis is 19 to 1 if you think they're going to uh, take the next step. Uh, Mavericks uh, 19 to 1, not too shabby. Lakers 26 to 1, Teacups 65 to 1. You think the Pelicans with Zion at 45 to 1? Are they ready to take the next step? So you got a couple teams there that, uh, you know, got some monster odds that aren't actually too bad if you want to take a flyer on it. I usually sprinkle like three or four, and that's how I had the Celtics at 34 to 1. Uh, they were one of the three or four. I generally look at at least 20 to 1 uh, and, and go from there. So if I was going to do it now, I would take Memphis, even though they're 19 to 1. Got to take Dallas at 19 to 1, right? I would take the teacups at 65 to one. They made some real progress. And then maybe, maybe just maybe the Atlanta Hawks at 85 to one. Are they ready to rebound and, and just show that this past year was, was awful. And the year before they made the great playoff run, they might not be a worse, uh, a bad little ticket to hold on to 85 to one. So, um, those are some of the numbers for next year. But, I, you know, the futures you got to, to me, who knows what could happen to draft and everything else. Um, there's a lot of things that have to occur. So you got to get really, to me, really, really great, great, great value uh, on that. Uh, a couple of uh, baseball notes here real quickly. Uh, Aaron Judge uh, says he's not going to be uh, going in the home run derby. What a loser. Well, yeah, these guys are just amazing. I mean, you know. Guy leads the majors in home runs. Nope, uh, no need. I really did that once already, so no need to do it again. It's almost like it's punishment. These guys almost consider it punishment. It's amazing. You'd think they'd want to get out there and have some fun. God forbid, right? Dominique Rochester, uh, the fellow Yankee fan. Uh, welcome to uh, Opposite Picks on uh, Sports Grid Radio. Geez, I was going to call and compliment you, and then, of course, you had to take a bite out of Aaron, Aaron <laughs> Judge. Oh, why can't he do the, the home run derby? Did it really kill him? Oh, because the, really the last time he was in it, he didn't get a hit for about a month and a half. That's why. Ah, so he's That's a loser, why. so he's got to prevent himself from losing. Why can't he get a base hit? Because he was at a home run derby? Ah, that's ridiculous. Why don't they get for somebody like Tubby Ortiz to go in there or something? You know, he could write up again, and then they could do it that way. Oh, home run derby. Who gives a rat's food? Anyway, listen, I don't follow the basketball, but for uh, nothing else, uh, uh, Boston didn't belong there. I mean, you, you know that. But uh, did Curry get the MVP, and how many points did he score? Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know how many votes he got. I, I bet it was unanimous, but he, he did get the MVP. Yeah. I think we lost him. You there? Uh, yeah, I think we lost him. All right. Uh, yes, he did get the MVP. So and I imagined it was unanimous. He had the with 30 plus last night. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm not surprised. And yeah, good for him. That was what he wanted to do at 34 last night on 12 and 21 shooting six of 11. We hit our props on him over. They, they, they challenged at four and a half. I mean, five, three pointers was a lot, but you knew, right? This was one series that was easy to make some money. He had a lot of bounce backs and then Steph Curry going 0 for nine in game five. You knew he was going to have a monster day and he did opposite picks coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. LWs know what that music means. Time to take out those padded pencils, get set for the fastest, and more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, opposite picks. What are opposite picks, you newbies ask? Well, we give you seven games, 7,000 reasons why we like one team, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, injury reports, weather reports, systems, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. A nice little four and three last night. Uh, so we're now 232 up 271 down. You got a seven-pack all baseball with the hockey not the resuming until Saturday. So here we go tonight. We're going to go with Philadelphia game one of their uh, day-night doubleheader against the Washington Nationals. Uh, we're breaking two cardinal sins here again. Afternoon midweek game, which we hate playing, and it's a doubleheader game, which we hate playing as well. So why are we doing it? We have to. Hallelujah, the Nationals have recalled Juan Adon. Oh, this guy sucks. What? One in ten ERA over seven. Uh, they sent him down to the minors last week. Unless they performed a miracle on him, he still is going to suck. Love, 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 love Red Hot Philadelphia, which is 11 and one. Uh, it, uh, their last 12 games as well. And we all know Washington stinks. I mean, how can't you play the Phillies here? Uh, give me the Nationals uh, plus the 160. Pick number two, Atlanta minus 190 at Chicago. Uh, Cubs riding a nasty 11-game losing streak, and the hottest team in baseball comes to town. Good luck. Braves going for their 15th straight win. This could get real, real ugly. Again, how can't you play the Atlanta Braves here? Love Atlanta here laying. Actually, it's a buck 70. Uh, give me the Cubs plus the 150. Pick number three, uh, Baltimore uh, getting plus 130 against Tampa Bay. You know, I don't mind actually betting on Baltimore at home where they're playing 500 baseball. Devil Dogs, meanwhile, got their ass handed to them by the Stankies. Uh, they've now lost a 7 of 11. Orioles actually 6-5 and five as well. Their last 11 games, they managed a four-game split up in Toronto playing some halfway decent baseball. You want to give me plus 130 at home? Uh, give me Tampa Bay minus the 150. Pick number four. Speaking to the Yanks, they play at Toronto. They start a series north of the border against the Blue Jays, against a Jays team that could only manage that 2-2 split at home against Baltimore. They can only beat the Orioles twice in four games. What do you think they're going to do against the Red Hot Stankies, who are now 14-1 and their last 15 games? Best record in baseball. 
Jays only seven and six their last 13 games. Love the Stankies here. And give me the Blue Jays uh, plus the uh, the 130. Pick number five, Red Sox uh, minus 120 versus St. Louis. I generally ignore starting pitchers. I like betting teams in series versus pitchers, but uh, I am going to bet Boston because of their starting pitcher, Michael Waka. Remember, he spent seven years with the Cardinals before being thrown away two years ago. Spent the season with Tampa Bay and then with the Mets last year. He's going to be facing his Cardinals revenge time. Uh, Scott, he's faced them, what, two, three, four, five times over the last couple of years. It's really no big deal anymore. Nah, try again. This will be, in fact, his first time facing his former club. If you don't think Waka, who's actually pitched pretty well this year for the Red Sox, it won't be extra pumped up for this game. Love, 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 love Boston here. Well, give me the Cardinals at even. Pick number six, Seattle, uh, even versus the L.A. Angels. You know what? I don't care if the Angels won last night. They still have lost 18 of 21. They are 3-18 and 18 their last 21 games. You can't have Otani pitching every single game. It's back to uh, some stiff Michael Lorenzen. Seattle at home. Love the Mariners. They're not going to lose two in a row to the L.A. Angels. Uh, give me the Angels uh, and pick them. Pick number seven, Dodgers uh, versus uh, Cleveland. Dodgers broke out of a mini 4-9 slump thanks to the Angels coming to town. They took two from L.A. Uh, Cleveland, meanwhile, six games over 500 at home, but two games under 500 on the road. And this game is on the road in L.A. where the Dodgers are 19-10 and 10 at home. Love the Dodgers here. Uh, give me the Indians uh, plus the points. Uh, opposite picks for a uh, Friday. Got seven pack of baseball games. Nationals uh, plus one. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying the Nationals. Give me the Nationals plus the 160 against the Phillies. Game number one of their two-game series. Uh, we're taking the Cubs uh, plus the odds versus the Atlanta Braves, despite the Braves going for their 15th straight win. We'll take Tampa Bay uh, laying a buck 50 at uh, Baltimore, despite the Orioles actually being six and five their last 11 games. We'll take the Blue Jays uh, against the Yankees, despite the Yanks being four. 14 and won their last 15 games. We'll grab the Cardinals against the Red Sox, despite Michael Waka being on the hill for the Bo Sox. Uh, we'll take the Angels, pick them against Seattle, despite the Angels being 3-18 and 18, their last 21 games. And uh, give me the Guardians, uh, getting odds, no, no doubt, against the Dodgers, uh, who are 19-10 and 10 at home. Opposite picks for a Friday, June 17th. Uh, good luck, folks. And there you go. We'll post those uh, on the uh, website, as we always do, uh, opsapicks.com. I had a lot to get to here, so let's uh, rip through this stuff. Here we go. We're going to start with our pyramid plays. Let's get some winners here, Scott. Uh, last night, we had the Celtics. That was the loser. We did have over 28.5 points, Steph Curry. That was a winner. We gave out San Diego as our base, uh, best baseball play. That was a winner. Uh, we did say play the Celtics if you're only going to play one. That was a loser. So can't believe the Celtics uh, not only lost, but Really, after opening up the game 14-2, to they just never showed up after that. They cut it to eight at one point, but they were done. You know, the 21-0 run. How do you allow a team to score 21 straight points? Ah, uh, brother. All right, let's get some winners. Uh, NHL, nothing tonight. The series resumes tomorrow, so forget about that. NBA, in fact, WNBA. 
We're going to go with Seattle, plus 7.5 against uh, Connecticut. Sue Bird announcing for Seattle that she's retiring at the end of the year. Uh, She's not retiring now, but at the end of the year, and I think that's going to give a pretty good Seattle team to storm a little extra giddy-up anyway. We're getting 7.5. That's a monster number. They're not a bad club. Connecticut's pretty good, Uh, but I think the Bird announcement, we'll take uh, Seattle plus the 7.5 to maybe win outright. Baseball. Now, listen, you got to play. There's two of them that you just have to have to play. Uh, it's really a toss-up. So I'm going to go with um, yeah, fudge. Which one am I going to go with? Uh, I, I'm going to go with Philadelphia. I'll lay the uh, minus uh, 180 against Washington, game number one. It's an afternoon game, but that one a don't. He sucks. I mean, I one in ten. And it was only down in the minors for like a week. So um, they, they couldn't have performed miracles on him. Uh, Philadelphia has a bunch of relievers going, and that's a dangerous proposition with that Phillies bullpen, uh, bullpen by committee type of game. You know, figure about 35 runs to be scored in this contest, but we'll take our chances with Red Hot Philadelphia finding a way to win. And if you're only going to play one, that would be the one Philadelphia minus the 180. Uh, our baseball plays, don't make this harder than it has to be day. We're going to take Philadelphia game number one against uh, Adone in Washington. And Philly's 11-1, and one, and they're going up against arguably the worst pitcher in baseball. We'll take Atlanta. That was the other one I was considering uh, as playing only one. We'll take the uh, the Braves going for their 15th straight win. Cubs have lost 10 in a row. I mean, you talk about two teams going in the opposite direction. I know the game is in Chicago, but you have to lay the uh, odds. It's not even really one and a half. We'll take a minus uh, one. Uh, you can take the minus 172, but we'll do the run and a half for, for this one. And then uh, we'll go with the Yanks even uh, against Toronto. Again, uh, I got a team that's 15 and one their last 16 games or 14 and one their last 15 games, whatever it is. And I'm and I'm getting them to pick them even. What are you kidding me? Why? because the game's in Toronto. Baltimore just won twice in Toronto. So uh, this is the, oh, don't make this harder than it has to be. Don't overthink things. Don't try and figure out who's going to win between Seattle and L.A. Toss-up games. Just grab these easy, hot clubs, Philadelphia, Atlanta, uh, and, and the Stankies, and we'll see if we can go uh, 3-0. and Yesterday, we went 2-2. Two and two. Hit with the Padres and Phillies. Lost with the uh, Blue Jays. Uh, who lost outright to Baltimore yesterday afternoon and then uh, Seattle. And that's another example of why you don't play afternoon midweek games. You had Kansas City winning the other day. You had uh, Baltimore winning yesterday afternoon. Hate those midweek afternoon games. The regulars just don't show up, and all they do, the teams just want to get out of there and get to their next city. Uh, They're not good. They really aren't. All right, lay the run parlay. We came close last night. We hit with Texas. We hit with San Diego. We, went, we missed with the Mets, who only won by one run. So, scratch that one. 0 for 3. Tonight, uh, we got a uh, three-pack here. We're laying a run and a half on these things. And we're looking for games which we could lay a run and a half and we get odds. We're going to grab Milwaukee, laying a run and a half plus 146. We'll take the Stankies, laying a run and a half plus 160. And that number is coming down. And we'll take the Astros, laying a run and a half plus 136. Uh, $10 parlay, that'll pay us 140 bucks. So good luck on that. Our open parlay that we like to do did win yesterday. We had Philadelphia. So we won $77. So we add that to our $152 pot. And now we're up to $229. We won twice already. And we got to roll that over. And again, I'm debating Philadelphia or Atlanta. You know, I, I just, uh, I'm going to side with Atlanta 
even though I had written down Philadelphia, just because that Phillies bullpen is so bad. And this has got like 10-9 written all over it. So a dome could suck for Washington, but that doesn't mean Philadelphia is going to win. Uh, and they're a, a team total. I was going to play that, but it's six, which means they're going to have to score seven runs. Uh, that's a lot of runs to ask for. They might get it, but I just, you know what? So we'll, we won't do that. We'll use the Atlanta Braves minus 172 at at, uh, at Chicago. Uh, we're risking, the, we have $229 at minus 172 odds. If we win, we win 133 bucks. Um, not bad. We got the hot Chicago, or we got a hot Atlanta team, and then, a, you know, an awful Chicago uh Cubs team. So uh, put it all on Atlanta. Leg number three. We got to do this six times. So this is going to be the third one. And we won't do the underdog open parlay. We've had a little success here just using one. So let's let's go back to, uh, you know, what made Milwaukee famous here. We just, we just won't push it. Um, we got a lot on our plate. So we'll just use the one open parlay. Let's see if we can cash in on the uh, Atlanta Braves at minus 172. Um, and what else do we have here that we want to pass along? No foot. I mean, I can't believe we don't have hockey tonight. You know, it really is just like this would be the perfect night, right? This is why you would have hockey tonight. Then you can have it on Sunday. Not to be. Our U.S. Open, where we put in 18 players yesterday to not make the cut. Good news, bad news. Start with the bad news. Bad news is at this point, only one person. Would have made the cut. Brooks kept it at plus 175 because the cut right now is plus three. But we have the entire second round. What's the good news then, Scott? Good news is, is we have a bunch of golfers at plus two. Spieth is at plus two. Cantlay's at plus two. Smith's at plus two. Lowry's at plus two. Uh, and we got a couple of others at the uh, plus one, uh, in including uh, Sam Burns. So we have, and uh, Joaquin Neiman, we have a number of guys that are right there on that line, depending on where they go today. So even though right now there's only one that would actually make the uh, miss the cut, we're in a position to get about uh, five, six, or seven. And if that's the case, we will be big-time winners. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Right now, there's only 66 guys that uh, will make the cut. You got to be plus two or better. So Fino has dropped to plus three. Is he one of our guys? Um, he's not. How didn't uh, Tony Fino be one of our guys? Uh, I, I took the top uh, slash 18 guys. He wasn't one of them. But all right, so it's plus two right now. You got a whole, whole, whole second round to, to go. But we're in position to cash and make some money on this one. I do like this one. And poor Phil Mickelson, unless something crazy happens, he's not making a cut. Did you see his four uh, four putt on uh, on the sixth hole yesterday? Putting for birdie and a triple bogeys. Wow. Double bogeys, actually. That's that's pretty bad. All right, we'll close up shop with some football stories uh, and a baseball story coming up next. Opposite Picks, Sports Good Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. 
All right, a couple things here real quickly. The Phillies line is down to minus 178. If you lay the run and a half, it's still minus 122. That's a difference of only 56. We'll get into it a little bit more next week, but the difference between laying odds and laying a run and a half is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. They're not really giving you that much of a discount anymore. It's the price of doing business with the boys in Vegas, but that really sucks because, you know, generally that's about a 125-point difference. That That's normal. Normally what it would be, uh, case in point Dodgers, laying 298 on the money line. You lay the run and a half, you lay the run and a half minus 128. So you're saving yourself about 160 points there. But other games, you're saving only about 60. Very weird. Very, very weird. Let's see if we can uh, squeeze in our boy Shuba joins us here on Opposite Picks to close out the program. What's going on, Shub? Is he there? He's not there. All right. Sorry, Shub. Hey, Maybe they disconnected. The, said- the, oh, there you go. All right, I said back in uh, February, March, probably, that the only team capable of beating the Warriors was my Phoenix Suns, so I was half right. Now all I can do is focus on the Cardinals somehow beating out the Brewers for the division and hopefully get me a prop pick on uh, the Yankees beating Seattle's uh, regular season total. Would you, Scotty? I'd really appreciate it. You got it, Shoop. Yeah, uh, listen, your Cardinals are going down this uh, weekend against our, my beloved Red Sox, uh, and I can't wait for Waka to pitch tonight. Love, love, love Boston with Waka on the hill. Uh, Seattle's numbers versus the Yankees. You'd probably have to, uh, you know, give Seattle about plus 30 on that. But the way the Yankees are on pace to win about 120 games, and Seattle's on pace to win about 80 or so. So, uh, yeah, I don't think there'd be much competition between that one. Uh, good luck finding a, a bet on that with the boys in Vegas. You might be able to find one. Uh, they have some goofy things there. They definitely do. All right, round two is underway uh, with the U.S. Open. Good luck to all our golfers to do poorly. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Ezekiel Elliott, Scott Turner, a bunch of other football news. All will be discussed coming up on Football Full Circle with yours truly uh, filling in for the boys uh, right here on Sports Good Radio, Sirius XM 159. So don't go anywhere. We'll take you. 